0: Pharmacists are struggling. Students are struggling. And if you go on social media in any platform, all you see is what's wrong. All you see are the problems and all you see is how pharmacy is, quote, a dying profession. But here's something that I've learned to be a fact of life. With any situation, there is always two things at play. There is always something wrong and there is always something right. How you feel, what you get out of it Is what you focus on. I'm not saying be a blind optimist, address your issues, but spend most of your time on the solution. And when it comes to struggling, I think there's someone more qualified than me to talk about the journey from pharmacy student to pharmacist, from pharmacist and all the things we know too well into someone who has a smile so radiant it inspires other people. I'm really excited uh, to bring this person on because this has been a person that I connected with on the wonderful world of Instagram back in 2018, and being a witness for her transformation has inspired me so much. I reached out and said, I need you on the podcast so that you can inspire every single person subscribed listening to this so that you can get a dose of joy from what this woman brings to the table because it's absolutely incredible. So without further ado, I want to introduce to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast, my good friend, Dr. Claudia Valenzuela. Welcome, my friend.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me.
0: I am truly honored because if y'all don't follow her on Instagram, you need to because she shares the real talk, like the struggles, what she's gone through. And it's something that Is all too often hidden because on social media, what we see is the highlight reel, and for a lot of us, that can actually wear away at our self-confidence because we get trapped in comparison and say, "Oh, they're crushing it; I'm not." uh." But she gives, but like the behind the scenes as the forefront, and I just so appreciate your vulnerability and just sharing what everyone's struggling with, but no one's talking about because you allow people to feel like they're not alone. You allow people to feel like there is a way out that's not just complaining and bickering and leaving. So I first off, I just want to say thank you because you're truly a ray of light and I just really respect what you're doing.
1: Thank you. That's that's really nice to hear, especially um, just having that reaffirmation that, you know, people are noticing and it inspires other people as
0: well. Absolutely. So a lot of people might not know you, might not follow you, but we'll change that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but for the sake of context, can you kind of, Give us an insight into where your journey in pharmacy started, um, the struggles that you did face and, and what you found to be helpful to help you overcome those and and grow in the process.
1: Um, my struggles definitely started early on, especially in college. Um, so I actually almost, I want to say it was my third or fourth year. I almost dropped out of pharmacy school.
0: Wow.
1: Um, just because there were so many professors that, you know, they told me I wasn't going to make it through the program. Wow. Um, And I noticed very early on when it got to like core classes, um, I just learned differently. Especially a lot of the lectures nowadays are you know, you're sitting in a four hour, five hour lecture, um, and there's only one way to take the test. Um, But me, I'm very visual, and it took me a little while to kind of cater to how I study and not try to study how other people study. So I needed color, I needed visual representation for myself. so until I learned that, which was a lot, because I had to dedicate the time where I realized this is how I learn, and I need to spend the extra time to take those extra steps. Um, so it wasn't until I kind of realized that, that I was like, I can do this. I can get through this program. Um, so it definitely started very early on just with learning differently than how everyone else learned um, and even taking that towards um, post-grad life as well. When I started taking um, or started studying for the boards, that was really tough. A lot of people don't talk about how tough that exam is compared to our actual pharmacy courses because you're expected to take an exam that's basically six to seven years of um, knowledge that we've acquired. Um, So that was really tough. And I actually like to share um, to a lot of, especially now that a lot of people are graduating and they're getting ready to take boards. Um, I actually failed um, the board exam the first time around.
0: yeah, a lot a lot of uh, pharmacists do, and they <laughs> they have that shame. So I really honor you for sharing that because when you do, that allows a lot of people listening to say, "Wow, I might have failed, but that mm-hmm. does not make me a failure. So I think one of your superpowers, my friend, that we'll dive into, is that you have a power of intentional identity. And I think that's one of the biggest traps that pharmacists and students fall into is they, they take an experience, a feeling, an emotion, and they turn that into their identity. So instead of, I feel anxious, I am anxious. Instead of, I, f- I am a, like, I failed a test, I am a failure. And while that might sound so nuanced and oh, what's the difference, it's all the difference. Because if you have an identity, it reframes your whole reality of life. And then you start believing that and acting accordingly. So I just really want to honor you for, for sharing that, but also putting it in its place and reframing that. And it might sound like, oh, Mr. Positive Thinky. No, this is actually like based in research psychology. So I, I just want to point that out and say thank you, but please continue.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, so... I think, like you said, I had to kind of reframe my mindset where, yeah, I failed the test, but that doesn't mean that's gonna dictate who I am and what I know that I can bring to the profession. Um, so I think I, I took what I advise any student to, if they do fail the first time around, take two, three weeks off from studying, do everything that you love to do, th- things that I guess may be a distraction or just things that you enjoy, kind of just find that, um, that peace and rest and then kind of gear up again to start studying. Um, so that's that's the biggest thing. So I think a lot of people will just go right back into studying. And yes. you're already burnt out at that point. Yes. <laughs> so you really need to cater to yourself before you're able to go back into that grind. Um, so then the second time around, I felt that was probably the biggest difference where I took those two, three weeks off um, just for myself and didn't didn't touch a book at all.
0: That's such key advice. Um, because a lot of people do, a lot of people fail and they freak out and they're like, Oh, I got to take it tomorrow or whatever, you know, whatever they're legally allowed to do. (laughs) Um, but then they just keep focusing on the failure and they keep getting more of that. And it really leads to a place of really questioning, not just their ability, but even deeper, their self-worth. And Mm -hmm. I think that in life we can have these things. And especially in pharmacy where there's so much expected of us, there's so much where we, we are demanded perfection. Because Mm -hmm. what we do is we look at our work, which we demand perfection, because if there's one mistake, it literally could kill someone. So that's real. But then we take the standards of work and we put it on our own characteristics. And something that I think people really need to hear is this perfectionism pursuit, um, the standard of perfection. While you might think it's living at a higher level, it's actually the lowest standard that a human can live by because- We all know inherently that perfection, being perfect is impossible. No one's perfect. So if you're setting a standard, which is unattainable, that's literally the lowest standard you can set. So it's actually counterintuitive. We do it because we want to be the best version of ourselves. We demand perfection, so to say. But when you're going after something that doesn't exist, how are you going to fulfill it? And if you're trying to fulfill something that can't be fulfilled, you're literally fighting a losing game. And you're going to cause the stress, this anxiety, and everything else. So, uh, so there's two spots. So one is your professors in school said you can't do this. Then you said, "Uh, no, I'm gonna do it anyway, and you did. But then you failed the boards. So tell us about once once you took that advice, which is brilliant, by the way, of taking some time off, really refreshing, reconnecting. So you have a clear head. So you have that headspace, and then you study again. You pass. Now give us an insight into pharmacist life because this is where a lot of people get tripped up and where most people fall into my DMS. Adam pharmacy school is fine. I had structure, but then I graduated and there's no structure. There's no one to lean on. It's just me. And the transition is getting me all kinds of twisted. So give us that, that next phase in your journey.
1: So That definitely uh, ties into two things Um, that was around the time I started following you on Instagram. Um, So that was big right before I actually started um, working full-time as a pharmacist. Um, And then another key thing was uh, my sister is an ER nurse. Um, So she had been working for a little while. um, So she came to me um, kind of with the same mindset that you had where She didn't want me to kind of fall into that trap post-grad. She said, I really think you should get into lifting. Why don't you come with me to the gym one time? Um, So that kind of just sparked, as as, as you're aware of, like on my Instagram, that sparked a huge, you know, um, opening and huge journey, just kind of tying into pharmacy, but also, um, you know, fitness. I found something I loved outside of pharmacy, Yes. Um, and I tell people all the time, um, I, I believe training and lifting um, and my fitness journey actually makes me a much better pharmacist and it makes okay. me better able to show up for other people and, other, and my patients and my nice. coworkers, my team. Um, but the biggest thing that I noticed when I was a floater, because um, I work in community pharmacy, um, so in the beginning, I was a floater for about four to five months. Um, the few pharmacists that I met, they actually told me that um, it's almost impossible to stay healthy and stay fit while working full-time as a pharmacist. I heard that dance. Yep. <laughs> and they almost kind of laughed at me when I talked about, you know, trying to meal prep and try to trying to eat healthy. Um, and, I, and for a, a while, I, I heard a lot of pharmacists almost brag about not eating throughout the entire day mm-hmm. um, or working all these hours and then not, not eating throughout the entire day, not staying hydrated enough, not going to the gym, not staying... Healthy whatsoever, yep. um, and they kind of convinced me in my head where, you know, it's either you're going to be a great pharmacist or you're going to be fit and healthy, but you're going to be a bad pharmacist.
0: Yep, yep. And I
1: thought, I thought there was no. I was like, there has to be another way to this. There, it, there's just that's not what I signed up for, and that's not what I consider, you know, happiness. Um, so it's just seeing uh, my sister kind of balance the two, even though different professions, but that was very huge for me to see where. I saw that she was putting in the work. She was working full-time in the ER. Um, She was meal prepping every Sunday. She um, was fitting in her workouts whenever she could. She made sure that rest was a a key thing in her life. Um, And then that's when I started following you. And it was just perfect timing because I'm seeing a community pharmacist, um, you know, in shape, you know, your handle is the fit pharmacist. Um, so when I saw that, you know, I kind of just had a realization one day, I said, this is possible, it may take some work, and it may take some adjustment and getting out of my comfort zone. But it's possible.
0: Yes, it it so is and everything you said is so spot on. Um, I noticed that in the pharmacists that do stay fit, and fitness is defined many different ways, mental fitness, um, losing weight, maintaining just going on walks, there's no like, right or wrong. Uh, but then also on the other coin, the ones that get burned out, the ones that gain 20, 30, 40 pounds, the ones that get depressed, all that stuff. And that's not like a, if you do this, you'll get that. But it's a its a—a a trend. It's an association, not a causation. However, you, just thinking about that, we, we can see where that would take us if we're putting our own care to the side. And I understand every now and then you're going to have days where you can't do it. But what I'm talking about, what you're talking about, is when it becomes a habit. And when you Mm -hmm. accept the mindset and the limitations of other people. So I think that's a huge concept because I had the same thing. I'll never forget it. I was an intern. Um, I think I was a a third year pharmacy student. And I walked in with my Tupperware because I think (laughs) I was prepping for a photo shoot or something getting lean. So I was really dialed in. And uh, the pharmacist laughed. Yep. (laughs) And she wasn't on the phone. So I was like, what what did I do? Did I say something? And she's like, enjoy being healthy now because when you're a pharmacist, you can kiss that goodbye. And instead of being angry, I looked at her and I said, challenge accepted. And here we are. (laughs) So now I'm laughing.
1: (laughs) I absolutely love that.
0: (laughs) It's a true story. I'll never forget it. And now there's like literally thousands of pharmacists across the world that are, are living this and they're saying, yes, it is. And that doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean there's not challenges. But if you are committed, if you, if you believe and you are so focused on the solution instead of the problem, you can find a way. Again, it's not going to be easy depending on your circumstances, your personal life, all the stuff. But if you're focusing on everything that's wrong, that's exactly what you're going to get. If you focus on... What can go right? So, I'm not saying be a blind optimist, address your issues, but spend 90% of your time on the solution. That's exactly what you're going to get because where focus goes, energy flows. So, it's a very simple concept. Simple doesn't mean easy. It also doesn't mean that everyone else is going to be on board because <laughs> a lot of times what happens is people's limitations, people's failed experiences get projected onto you. They might have tried something once. It didn't work. And so they thought this is how it is. They accepted that limitation. They say you, they see you trying. And honestly, my belief is that most people that quote hate or talk trash, I I think most people actually aren't bad. They're not mean. They actually are trying to help you because they felt the pain. They remember the pain of trying and failing, and they don't want you to be disappointed. So I think most people come from a loving place. However, We don't listen (laughs) (laughs) and we find the way. And what ends up happening is we reshape what's possible. So a, a simple example, way back in the day, uh, there was a runner, uh, so for, for the world, it was always thought that it was humanly impossible to run faster than a four minute mile. It was just impossible until one man, Roger Bannister did it three minutes, 59 seconds and some, some, some milliseconds. So he did it. And that reframed what's possible. And that year, I think there were about 12 people that did it. And now there's high schoolers that run under a four minute mile. But because no one had done it before, because no one said what's possible, it was accepted as this is not possible. But when you have someone that steps out and says, yes, it is, here's the proof, it resets the standard and says, yes, you can. And that's exactly what you are doing. And why I'm so inspired by your journey because so many areas you've had, you've been knocked down so many times and you keep getting back up. And a lot of times we say, like, you know, how do you get stronger? It's not by wishful thinking, it's not by getting lucky. Success doesn't come knock on your door, it must be pursued. And you are going to have locked doors, you're going to have adversity. But it's when you push back that you get that. It's when you find a way to be pulled into your dream by setting things up addressing your, lim- addressing what's going on in your situation, but then finding a way saying, okay, this is what I got to work with. How can I get innovative? How can I find a way that hasn't been done? What have I tried before that didn't work? Let's not do that and do something different. What a concept. But so many of us fall into that because it's a comfort thing. And then we say, oh, I tried. And it makes us feel like we tried and you know failed. But if you keep going, you can do it. So I just wanted to, point that out and really acknowledge you because you're setting a standard for everyone in your life it's like a ripple effect your colleagues your family your friends now hope because uh, there's several countries that listen to this so who knows how many people are going to be impacted by your story and that's how this change starts y'all like there's there's a lot of issues in pharmacy like truth but yeah. do you want to be part of the solution because if you're looking for the solution if you're waiting on other people if you're waiting for someone to come save you no one's coming you have to be that person. And when you step up and take ownership and decide that you're going to be the change that you wish to see in pharmacy, you inspire others to do the same. And that is how it works. And you are doing that. So thank you for being a part of the change and for showing other people it's possible and inspiring them to take ownership and flip the script on their life and the profession. Seriously, like really appreciate you.
1: I think you also touched upon it too, that it's such a simple concept, but it doesn't mean it's easy.
0: Yes. And I
1: think that's, that's why I'm so vulnerable when it comes to sharing my journey online, because it's not perfect. (laughs) You know, a lot of people, um, when I started being a little bit more vulnerable, um, I had a lot of people reach out to me and they said, thank you for sharing this because I thought you just had like a perfect path and a perfect journey. And it just kind of happened. And I had, I got results. I started working out, um, but even with pharmacy, I had my tough days as a floater. Um, I had my tough days trying to fit in, fit in all my meals I had my tough days trying to get my workouts in. Um, it, it wasn't easy and there are some days where um, I'm big on, you know, being a mental health advocate, especially right. in, my, in my community pharmacy as well. Um, so some days I, you know, I am in my own head and there are some days. Um, you know, I don't feel good or I'm not motivated. Motivation comes and goes, but it's having that discipline and having that routine that's going to, that you're going to fall back on and not creating those bad habits. Um, And that's why I'll continue to post, you know, the honest and raw truth because, you know, that that's what Instagram is. Instagram, TikTok, Every it's it's all the highlight reels, Um, but that's not real. You know, I have my bad days as well, just like everyone else. Um, And that's kind of why I did, slowly coined the term like your friendly neighborhood pharmacist um because i i am just like everyone else just like spider-man it, it can be anyone under that mask um and he's in that community trying to make a difference just one person
0: and, and that's the beauty so i touched i, I gave a little preview earlier about <laughs> the power of identity so if y'all are watching the youtube version if you're not definitely go subscribe to the channel the fit pharmacist on youtube but you got to check out this set setup she's got the spider-man outfit on <laughs> she chose an identity, she identified her superhero that resonated with her values and she became more. She asked, who must I become to live the quality of life that I desire and deserve? And she stepped into that role because all of us have both a superhero and a villain. So when you identify them and you choose and you say, is what I'm about to do going to be consistent with who I want to become? And when you really check yourself, because we all get tempted. We all get tired, all that stuff. When you really look and be conscious at the decision and say, is this going to get me closer or farther away from where I want to be? That's when the game changes. So when you take that and you embody that, not just in like your head, but in your pharmacy. And I mean, you're rocking the Spider-Man shirt. (laughs) I love that, (laughs) but it's, it totally transformative. If you've been feeling lost, isolated, and like everyone else in pharmacy has it figured out, but you feel behind? If you feel like you're struggling with stuff, and you're kind of apprehensive to share it, what if you had a community that was private, safe, and led by yours truly to lead the discussion on struggles that every pharmacist is dealing with, but suffering in silence? They're facing them every day, but they don't have anyone to talk through it with. They don't have a community to create actual solutions to real-life problems that you're struggling with on a daily basis? What if I told you that this community actually exists, and I want to invite you to join it? If you're a good fit and you are looking for a community of not just talking problems, but really creating solutions on the real talk that we face on a daily basis as pharmacists, go on Instagram, find me at Fit Pharmacist. And send me a DM, a direct message with the word community so that I can invite you to the inner fold and allow you to be a part of the change. It all starts with you, but you don't have to do it alone. I'll see you on the inside. So uh, for the people listening that they do feel stuck, they have failed and they, they're not sure, Like they've been knocked down too many times and they start falling into the trap of asking themselves, what's the point? If I keep getting knocked down, what's the point? So can you share uh, maybe some strategies that have helped you to stay on track or when you do get knocked down? So notice I said when, not if, because this happens to all of us, including myself, Mm -hmm. when you get knocked down, what are some strategies you use to get back up and keep going?
1: I think the biggest thing now, especially um, working in community and um, probably the biggest thing that I'll continue to have, because like you said, it's not going to be Perfect. It's not like I go one, through one struggle and then I never go through another struggle again, um, is that burnt out feeling. So I think some, or like just having a really bad day in the pharmacy, maybe, um, you know, I had a rough interaction or I was too busy or I was short staffed. Um, I think I try to take a step back and I try to know and identify my why. Um, and that's what I always go back to because just because I had a bad day or I'm not feeling motivated that day. At the end of the day, what's my why and what's going to keep me going the next day? Um, And my biggest why pharmacy related is to make a difference um, in my community, just because I do consider myself not the average pharmacist that, you know, you walk into a pharmacy. I'm not going to be the average pharmacist that you normally see, (laughs) Um, but I love that and I thrive on that. Yes. As I have a lot of patients who they may not even uh, fill out our pharmacy, but they will come to the consultation area and just say hi. Yes. Um, you know, so that's kind of my why is knowing that, you know, I could have made a difference in someone's life, whether it's asking them how they're doing, um, whether it's you know medication related, um, health related, um, just knowing that it all serves a purpose. Um, that's what keeps me going, even if I had a bad day where um just sharing that too that could change you know someone else's perspective um that could change you know the motivation that someone else has or kind of maybe help someone understand their why and why they do things um because you're right it's very easy to fall into the trap of what's the point um but the point is there are a lot of good things in life and there's a lot of you know i'm such a big um people pleaser. That could be a good and bad thing. Um, But my biggest thing is I want to help people to the best of my ability, um, especially in the the community.
0: So you touched on something that is so magical. And and if y'all are listening to this, I really encourage you to ask yourself this question 50 times in 24 hour period. It will totally transform your career. And here's what it is. Most people ask, how can I be a better or how can I be a great pharmacist? That's an okay question. But if you elevate it to a different one, it'll totally blow your mind. And here's what it is. How can I create a world-class pharmacy experience? How can I create an experience that the patient will never forget? Not necessarily that it's wild and outlandish, but that they feel taken care of, that they feel seen and heard and taken care of. Because if you can create an experience, people come back for that. And when you ask these quality questions... They directly determine the quality of life and career that you live. So my question for anyone listening, watching this is, how can you create a quality experience for your patients? One that they'll never forget. And that's what you do. Like, I love it. Like I can just see your wheels turning. Like you make some posts sharing what you did. And I can just like see behind the scenes. uh, Like, you know, I bet she asked this. I bet this was her mindset. And I know it is because that's where you get these ideas from. You have the intention of, yeah, there's limitations and, you know, tech hours cut and all whatever. But you're like, how can I use what I've got to create what I want to create?
1: Mm-hmm. And you do it. A, a big thing, too, I will add is um, when I started, I, I saw a post about stickers one time. So now my pharmacy yep. is big on stickers. We have like- Smiley stickers? stickers. Um, so I've done like superhero stickers, yes. which has, has been a big hit So everyone has their favorite superhero um, so a lot of my patients, I'll, I'll ask them too. um, something that I saw that you asked is, you know, what's your favorite color. And I'm like, I'll remember for next time. Um, or I ask them what's their favorite superhero. Um, and you know, a lot of people, are, they will say Superman, which I'll allow it, but um, I'm, <laughs> I'm, obviously I'm Spider-Man. So, um, but just having like those little things, those little moments, they mean so much, even though this, it sounds so simple. You're putting a, you know, a sticker on a prescription bed.
0: Yes. Um, but
1: you don't realize how much that makes a difference or just asking someone, um, you know, how's, how's therapy going or, you know, something that not the typical pharmacist would ask um, because we're, we're known to be just medication experts, but we're so much more than that. You know, we're human beings as well. Um, and we can relate and connect to that. Um, and that's a big thing. I, I love talking to my patients about, um, and they'll always come and visit me and, you know, tell me how their life is going. Um, and I think that's, that's honestly my why, you know, that, that's what keeps me going every day, even through, even through any tough day that I have in the pharmacy.
0: That is outstanding. And I I love hearing that story. That was, that literally was my, one of my pivot points in my career is when I shared that story. So if y'all haven't heard that story, I'll link it in the show notes so you can hear it. But basically what I did is, uh, I had this smiley face stickers. There was a patient that came in. This is how it started. Um, patient came in that had some really severe, uh, Medical problems, and I wanted to make her feel special. So I just looked around, like, what do I have to work with? Saw these stickers, and I got an idea. Just to ask her what her favorite color was. Told me, put it on her bag. She saw it, and the tears flew. So that, and and I've shared this story several times, and a lot of people hear it and they think, oh, that's dumb. That's too simple. Like that's not going to make an impact. But you listen and put that into practice, which just really makes me like really ecstatic because you you took it and you made it your own thing, which I think is amazing. So how long have you been doing that? And how has that one little thing changed the quality of your career as a pharmacist?
1: Oh, I think it's been going on for definitely over a year. I think it's been almost two years now that I've been doing that. Um, I've even got my other, because I haven't, I work with another pharmacist and she'll do the same thing now. Um, so it, it's, it's definitely, it changes a lot because there's a lot of um, patients that, you know, I'll gear it towards them. Where I'll, you know, what's your fair color or what's your fair animal? I got like a bunch of animal stickers. Um, so it's, it's created that connection and that relationship with the patient. And it, it takes it a step further. Like, yeah, it's something so simple. And it's, you know, some people may think that's dumb or stupid, um, but it, it, it makes a complete difference because it, you're giving someone a different kind of experience than when when they normally go to the pharmacy. Everything's busy, you know. You know, you're just asking for the information, and then you just send them along their way. Um, no matter how busy it is, I'm always going to take that step and interact with my patients if they need me to. Um, and and that's the that's the biggest thing that's created so many of my patient you know relationships where I started off with a small sticker. And then now we talk all the time and then they'll, they'll come and visit all the time. Even if they're just grabbing something from like the front store, they'll pop their head into the pharmacy just to come say hi. Um, and that makes such a difference in just quality of life as a pharmacist. That's, that's what we're there for. You know, we're not there just to pump out prescriptions and just work a lot. Um, it's our, it's our patients that matter and just creating that different type of experience.
0: That is so beautiful and so spot on true. Um, one, so people might be listening to this and like, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And then one of the biggest limiting beliefs, and, and so this is true. So I'm not discounting this. This happens. I face this too. Uh, one of the biggest barriers to making this practical is people say, well, it sounds good, but my staff is negative. My people that I work with aren't on board. And this is something that you face, like as a student, like you were committed to graduating, but your professor said, you're not, you're not going to make it. So if you're trying to create change in your culture, in your patient experience, and people aren't like, they're hesitant, like, oh, what's the point? Like, we don't have hours, uh, we're overworked, all that stuff, which is, you know, true. So I'm not discounting it. But how? What, what advice would you give people if they're wanting to make a change and people around them are not on the same page?
1: I think the biggest thing is just creating your own energy. Because um, no matter what, especially I, I learned that... Um, specifically as a floater, just because you are going to different locations and, you know, some teams are more positive than others. Um, But I'm a firm believer that if you just radiate that energy, um, you know, your team is going to follow as well. So if they see me like putting stickers on prescription bags, um, especially a lot of my techs, if they see me interacting with patients, they start to get to know the patient. Um, and then they'll, they'll remember their names when they walk in. Cause then I'm repeating it so much when they come in, I'm like, Oh, Hey, so-and-so. Um, and then the texts kind of catch on to that as well. Yes. So I think it's just, you know, just being obviously a leader, um, as a pharmacist, but you have to practice what you preach, right? So if you're always going to let, you know, negativity bring you down, then everybody else is going to follow the same way. But if someone is constantly around your positive energy, um, I feel like eventually that radiates and that makes a difference
0: that's it so this is what it is it's very simple but not easy mm-hmm. you set a new standard and you stay consistent with it because what a lot of people do is they get inspired from like a podcast or a you know seminar or youtube video and they get this wave of inspiration and they try it but then they just fall through so that's what most people do not to their detriment that's just how a lot of people are wired so when you have a team that sees someone try to make a difference they're like, let's see how long this lasts. Like in the back of their head, that's what they're asking. So when you do it and you stay consistent and you hold yourself to that standard, eventually they're going to one by one start to buy in. And you'll always have you know one or two people, but if you stay consistent and then they start to see the impact that has with the patient interaction, with their attitude, with how you show up. Like if you're a staff and you see someone that is smiling and laughing with patients and they're doing the same work that you are, that's going to make you say, how can I do that? That's what I want, because we all want to make people feel special. We all want to have fun at work, right? So if you see someone modeling that behavior, that's going to allow you to say, oh, this might be possible. She's doing it. I wonder if I can do it too. So that's, that's exactly spot on. What I would do is start doing that. And when you notice people staring, just be like, you can do it too. Here, here's stickers. Ask the next patient. And it's amazing. Like, it's so cool. Oh, I am so freaking proud of you. Seriously. <laughs> that's nice to hear. Uh, sir, like you are such an inspiration to me and just so many people. So I, I just really want to say thank you so much for how you show up every day, not just in your pharmacy, but in what you choose to share with the world on social media and everything else, just, just being real because I think that's what a lot of us want and what a lot is missing is the reality but also the practicality of how do we change this? And it's the simple things that we choose to do on a daily basis. Um, so what I really want people to do listening or watching is to go and follow you so that they can see literally what you do, how you live your life, how you show up, the barriers and struggles that you face that everyone else complained about too, but you deal with them. So you can see how she takes them and rescripts them. So where's the best place for people to follow you?
1: Um, I'd probably say Instagram. Instagram is a big one. Uh, I do have a TikTok. I have a lot of videos on TikTok, but I'm very vulnerable um, on Instagram most. Beautiful.
0: So I will have the uh, link for her Instagram handle in the show notes. Make sure you go follow because seriously, just you're you're such a bright light, and we need so many more of these in our profession. And I know that you have dark days too. We all do, but your smile is just so genuine. So I really hope you literally just go to the YouTube just to see your smile. Like it's it's so, it's so genuine and authentic. You cannot fake that. Like you, you, y'all can tell like when a smile is like polite or whatever, but this is the real deal. And I'm just so honored to, to know you now. Like I'm, I feel, I feel excited. (laughs) I feel happy. (laughs) So seriously, thank you so much for, for all that you do. And uh, yeah, is there anything else that in closing that you want to share uh, with listeners, with viewers, any, uh, any takeaways?
1: I also want to take the chance to say thank you to you because you've been such a huge aspect and motivation in my life, um, especially just being a new pharmacist and creating that um, journey possible. Um, I know it, it's crazy because it took me a little while to reach out to you, um, but that's why I tell people keep posting, be, keep being honest, because people may not reach out to you, but you're going to be making a difference somehow. Um, and just you've affected my fitness journey, um, my pharmacy journey. And I just want to say thank you for doing what you do, um, because, I, I, you know, in the beginning when, I, when we first got on here, I, I felt like I was being my idol. It felt pretty amazing um, just to kind of meet you and just get to talk to you. Um, and knowing how much of an impact you had in my life, so thank you for everything that you do.
0: Don't make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, thank you. Like wow, thank you. It's uh, I, I really appreciate that. That's uh, that's very kind of you to say. But um, what what, what I want to share with you is keep paying it forward because that's exactly how this works. So that's what we said in this podcast: is if you show up and you stay consistent you'll inspire others. And it's like dominoes. So now you're inspiring others and the people that you inspire are going to keep going and do that. So this is literally evidence for what we're saying is true and how it works. If we want to change pharmacy, you have to step up and stay consistent and you got to get real. Like, not like, Oh, look at me. I'm, I'm crushing it. No, dude, y'all. I am not crushing it. (laughs) (laughs) I have, I have the dark days. Oh yes. But the fact that you keep showing up and you're persistent and you're relentless is the fact that the, the light you have keeps shining. And I just want to close with this. We all have our rough days. But we all have our good days. But what I want you to think about is that if you take darkness and light and you put them both in the same room, which one always wins? The light always outshines the dark. And you have the choice to shine bright and ignite the light within. And that will only happen when you own your fire. And that's exactly what you're doing, my friend. So keep going because you're impacting a lot of people. And now it's international if it hasn't been already. That's amazing. <laughs> it's a fact. And that's what we do. So keep dispensing your full potential because it is absolutely incredible. Uh, this was an honor. This was, this was a gift, like this is for y'all, but this is a, this is a gift to me, uh, seriously, just seeing how you're impacting so many people and you're just, you're so genuine. And I just can't say that enough because it just shines, just it's who you are. And I love that you're showing up and you're sharing that because it's so needed and you're such a gift. So thank you for being who you are. Thank you. I really appreciate that. You are most welcome, my friend. All right, Fit Farm fam. That has been an amazing episode on the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare podcast. This is Dr. Adam Martin signing off with the Doctor Claudia Valenzuela. Go forth, be great, shine bright, and dispense your full potential. God bless we